and welcome back to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast. It's an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. My name is Duffy Henderson, and I am your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and benefit of God's people. Here we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. So if you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in today, and may the Lord bless this episode greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and benefit. Well, we are back um, after the the close of the year of 2022. We had a a few weeks where we took the month of December off. Um, I'm back with Jason. This is our first episode of 2023. Happy New Year, Jason. How are you? Thank you, Duffy. Happy New Year to you as well. I'm doing well. Looking forward to the new year and what God might do in our church and in our lives. Yes. And looking forward to to just experiencing His faithfulness. Yes, amen. We had a good Christmas season here here at the church. We trust that everyone here listening had a good couple of weeks with family. Maybe you had the opportunity to take some time off of work. Um, I pray that you were able to, to begin uh, the first of the year. And we are looking forward to a new year of podcasts. Um, So I, uh, if you have been listening regularly, you know that I came on in the early part of 2022 uh, with Believers Baptist Church and uh, became the host here of this podcast. And it's been an exciting journey over the last eight to 10 months of recording throughout the summer and the fall this past year. And we've tried to uh, give the podcast just a little bit different flavor, a little bit more variety. And we want to continue that this year in 2023. Jason, talk to us a little bit about the variety and kind of what we've been doing recently with the podcast and also what's kind of coming up. Well, when we originally started the podcast back in about 2018, I believe, it um, focused in on just questions um, that uh, were cultural questions, contemporary cultural questions, or uh, biblical questions, theological questions, and that's why we have the name Asking for a Friend. Yeah, and it's a great name for a podcast. (laughs) I love the name. Well, Jared's the one that actually came up with that name, to be honest with you. Well, kudos to Jared. It's a great, catchy title. Yes. I love it. Yes, and so uh, that was the focus for Mm -hmm. the first three years of the podcast of just trying to think of questions and then try as best we could to answer those questions. And then when you came on, as you just said, in, in 2022, then it began to take a little different shape and you had some opportunity to to make some connections through uh, seminary and other relationships outside of that that um, asked these um guests to come in and do interviews. Yes. Like Jim Osmond, Tom Buck, uh, John Moffitt from Theocast. Yeah. Um, Morris Bean, local. Right uh, down the road biblical, from us, yes. Biblical counselor. Great. If you, listener, if you haven't heard those two episodes that Morris did with us, go back. They were great about biblical counseling. Right. Anyway, I think yeah. that that added uh, yes. a different kind of flavor. It to added the pod- a different dimension to the podcast. Yes. Um, and, and all throughout, even with some of this variety, we're still using this kind of asking some questions, maybe just in different ways. Uh, it was kind of a, oh, there was one gear, maybe, so to speak, that we, the prior to me coming. And I just added some more gears to the transmission. Yes, yes. Uh, we could go at different speeds. Yes. 
Um, so and, it's and been I a blast. Appreciate, I appreciate what you've done, Duffy, and, and looking forward to 2023 because some of those same guys are going to come back and yes. interview a second time. And, yes. And um, we're going to have uh, some new interviews. Uh, we're going to do some uh, podcast episodes centered around our faith at home, our resource center. Yes, and I am excited about that. Let me speak to that. Um, we have a wonderful uh, paper resource center uh, bookstore here at our church. If you don't know about it, we call it Faith at Home. And one of our elders, Jared, who is over our family ministries, he heads this up, and we have a wonderful selection of books. And so I want to get us uh, some cross-pollination, you could use that term, in between the podcast resource and our Faith at Home resource, and kind of get Jared to talk about some books that we have, promote some of our content that we have for you to come by and, and purchase and read. It's a great, great resource. It is, and all the resources are half price. Yes. I mean, they are cheaper than Amazon. Yes. We buy them and we absorb the cost yes. so that we can um, encourage you to involve yourself with these good biblical yes. resources. There are most of our books, are, I want to say, are six to eight bucks a piece. Right. I mean, that's a steal. You can't, and they're brand new. They're not used books. Right. So it's a really neat resource. There's, right. What else have we got coming up this spring and maybe the, this next year? Well, I think, um, you know, again, if we're just talking about the podcast, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think that we can, um, we're going to talk about um, some old dead guys. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to yes, introduce that. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about uh, men in the past who yeah. God has greatly used yep. and try to introduce uh, our listeners yes. to these men and it might prompt them to read a biography or yes. read a, a piece about their life and uh, maybe some of the books that some of these men have written. And so I'm really looking forward to the Oh Dead Guys series. Yeah, and, and I love that. And uh, we what we're going to try to do, listeners, so this will kind of keep you um, regular listening, uh, we want to have one of these episodes per month. And so just throughout the year, you can expect one per month. That's going to be, all right, we're going to attempt to get that done. So Lord uh, willing. Lord willing <laughs> depends on our time and our ability to get stuff prepared for those. It takes a lot of preparation. Yes. But we are excited to put resources into your hands, uh, proverbially, because we're going to uh, recommend books that they have written themselves or stuff they've written, but also point you to other resources, um, book resources or digital resources, if this, if those uh, episodes perk your interest, right. So we want to resource you as the listener, right. We want to put stuff in your hands. Now we are going to continue though with what the podcast originally started as. We're going yes. to ask questions, yes, and we're going to ask contemporary questions that the culture might be asking, yep. And how do Christians think about those yep. questions in the context of the culture? We're going to ask Bible questions, and in fact, we've got a kind of a contemporary question that we want to ask for this first episode of 2023. Yes. If you have seen the title of the episode already, then you, we have, uh, it, it's no surprise to you, but we're asking the question today on the first, first episode of 2023, should Christians make New Year's resolutions? What's the deal with New Year's resolutions? Maybe you're a person who tries to make New Year's resolutions every year. Maybe it's a traditional thing. You kind of grew up with it. Maybe your parents did it. Who knows? Maybe you're someone who doesn't really do New Year's resolutions and you're curious about it. Um, whoever you are, we hope this episode is at least 
a little bit helpful to you. Right. Well, the tradition of New Year's resolutions, as I understand it, goes all the way back, way back. to the Babylonians. Way back. And so um, the idea of a, a new year and going into a, a, a new beginning, a fresh start, and, and that prompts us to think about, okay, what I want to do different this year than I did the previous year. Uh, and, and how do I want to think about my life in terms of uh, spiritual goals or uh, physical goals or uh, maybe even uh, vocational goals and family goals? And, and that is not necessarily bad to think along those lines, to think about how to do that. Um, but we, we've got to keep in mind there's really no difference between December 31st and January 1st. What? Wait a minute. No, there's nothing mystical that don't, happens. Don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing mystical occurs at midnight on December the 31st that oh, changes. You, uh, the, you're killing me, man. The context. I, I thought that something <laughs> new happened every New Year's morning. No, no. But you know, the idea is certainly um, there. And, uh, yes. you know, I guess the question is if a believer makes a new year's resolution or several resolutions plural um is that wrong is that sinful how should they think about that biblically uh, that's the question that we're trying to address yeah yep good question to ask i think and and you know duffy that most of the common new year's resolutions are going to be things to do with uh, I need to lose weight this year yes that's the most common uh, that's probably uh, everyone has made that at least one one time right <laughs> and everybody starts out really good in January everyone starts out has a strong first few weeks right right, right. <laughs> by February it's not so much Febu- yep, yep 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 and of course from the spiritual of the Christian idea then the New Year's resolution the most common New Year's resolution would be Reading my Bible. That's right. Either through, you know, in a, in a year or just read more. Something to do with Bible reading. Right. Which, I, I don't want to show our hand necessarily too early, but that is a commendable thing to shoot for. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should, yes. Uh, please do. Right, you know? right, right. And, you know, by the time that somebody starts in Genesis, Genesis flows pretty well, but then you get into oh, Exodus. The, the last part of Exodus you start slowing down. Well, and Leviticus is is interesting enough, but then you get to Numbers, mm-hmm. and nobody makes it past Numbers. <laughs> well, when you get to the building of the tabernacle and yeah. all the details concerning yes. that, and there's yes. reasons for that, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. We won't go into all of that now, Absolutely. But, but the point is um, people yeah. tend to slow down. And, yep. and part of the um, question can be answered um, in the... Number one, in my opinion, I don't think it's a sin to make a New Year's resolution. The Bible doesn't really speak either way. Yeah, and we want to, we'll bring this up in just a little bit again. We'll come back to this, but there's no biblical uh, text for this one way or the other, necessarily. No. Um, So that's not really where the focus of this episode is going to go. This more fits into the wisdom category. Right. The... um, common sense, how, just go, just life questions category. Right. Not necessarily a proof text biblical uh, <laughs> sanctification issue necessarily. Right. So have you ever made New Year's resolutions? Not really. Um, I've made them before, but I couldn't tell you what they are. I right. know that at some point in my life I had 
several times where it was Bible reading or it had to do with something spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's always a do better something. You right. know, it's that's always what it is. It comes sure. down to it. That's the general underpinning is do better because right. you're not doing well in this area. Right, right. And but, I think I've, every year I, mm-hmm. I try to read the Bible through sure. every year. Sure. Or this year, um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I'm trying to think through different Bible reading plans. Uh, last year, 2022, I did McShane's. Robert Murray McShane. Yes. And um, that was um, something that I did um, on audio. Oh, neat. And I enjoyed doing cool. that. What and resource did you use, if you don't mind me asking, for the listener? Did you have a particular resource, or did you just use your your Bible app on yes, your phone? Yes, I used my Bible app on my phone. And you just followed the reading plan that is laid out in there? Yes, there's several plans to choose from, Yep. and I chose that. Cool, I love it. That one, yes. Yeah. But through the years, you know, that's one that I've always tried to, to think about doing. Um, if I don't read the Bible through, I, I'll focus on a... Um, um, a devotional, or I'll try to focus on a genre of literature, maybe biographies or missions, yep. you know, and I've got a list, in fact, <laughs> that um, that I brought in to our discussion that I found in a folder mm-hmm. that's labeled New Year's, right? <laughs> and in this folder... if Hold on, if you don't know Jason, he's got folders for everything. He's so well organized. <laughs> he's got lists and folders, so it doesn't surprise me yeah. that you have a folder named New Year's. Right, but I don't do I do not do face chat and um, all that kind of stuff. You twit <laughs> yeah. and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's what I had written down on this particular list. Yeah. Uh, right handwritten notes... Uh, memorize scripture, pray for the church members, um, listen to podcasts. And I can say you've d- you've done a pretty good job of that lately. I, I do, yeah. yeah. And uh, read a book a month. I don't even have a date on this list. So Interesting. It's just a, a general kind mm-hmm. of, as you said, do better yep. kind yep. of thing. And and we want to uh, we want to be clear here that a do better is not necessarily wrong, but it can lead you, depending on the type of person you are, it can lead you to despair, and it can lead you down a, a very unhealthy path if you're a person who's prone to uh, maybe have a lower self-esteem. And that, that happens for lots of us. And so we want to be careful with saying, if you're a person maybe who struggles with those types of things, some of these New Year's resolutions might actually not be super great for you. Maybe you need to just pick one thing instead of maybe five or right. ten. Right. Now, some of us, some of you listening are not that way. And if you see a list of ten do-betters, you know, air quotes, mm-hmm. that just fires you up and gets you going. You're yes. a list guy yes. or a list girl. And you've, you, it's like a challenge, right? Right. So, you know, all of these things come into play. With right. asking this question, right. should Christians make New Year's resolutions? Right. And so we already said, I don't think it's a sin. Do you think it's a it's sin? It's not wrong at all. Right. Necessarily. Right. It can be helpful. It can be helpful. Um, but it can be detrimental, as you were just pointing it out. It can be unhelpful. Yes. Yeah. I yes. would say it can be yeah. it can be counterproductive. Yes. Let's say that. So let me ask you this, Duffy. Why do you think uh, are some reasons that people fail at keeping 
their New Year's resolutions. Oh, you're 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 teeing it up with a softball here. <laughs> We're sinful. Uh, yes. We are dependent creatures. Yes. We are not self-sufficient. That's right. This is a theological question. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, I've always got to turn this theological because life is theological. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter if you have poor theology or good theology, it all comes down to a theological question. And so for me, we a very fundamental fact of life is that we are creatures. And creatures are dependent, not self-sustaining, mm-hmm. not self-sufficient, and we fail. We're going to fail. Right. And so as Christians, though, we, we have a new nature. We've been born again, right? By the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit residing in us, but it doesn't make us superheroes. <laughs> right. It doesn't make us invincible, right? Right. right. And so... So the problem is it is within ourselves. It is. Our lack of self-discipline, our lack of self-control, yes. our, our lack yes. of um, motivation, our, our laziness, yep. our, our apathy... Yep. That that's all within. All of it's w- internal. Right yeah. now, it is true that sometimes I think we can be unrealistic. We can have um, that's true wishful thinking. That's rather, true rather than realistic goals. Oh, that's a great point. Right, but for the most part, for at least uh, in my experience, and I think that most people would say the same, that from within uh, our own hearts and mind, this is why we fail uh, to keep our resolutions. And they can be, uh, as you said earlier, they, they can be something that becomes um, detrimental to us mentally, emotionally, uh, because well, somehow we, we are beating ourselves up for not doing this. Yeah, I was going to mention that. If you're, if, like, if you're a person who's prone to when you fail, you're going to kick yourself and kind of wallow in that. I mean, and some people, that is just how we're wired. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all different. And some, some of us are just prone to that. I would caution against really uh, leaning too much into a New Year's resolution to start the year off. Right. Um, maybe something different. I don't think you should not do anything. I think, I think the idea of a new, um, a new chapter in life, uh, something ahead, I think that's a wonderful thing to lean into. Mm-hmm. That we, as Christians, we're hopeful. We're looking forward. We're always looking ahead. We're anticipating you know, what's coming because of our hope in Christ. So I think that some of those, uh, maybe having a list of New Year's resolutions isn't right for you, but it doesn't mean that there can't be something other than than that that can fill that void. Right. And it is true that the, the Scripture does encourage us, exhort us to examine our lives and to Absolutely. resolve the change, to repent. Absolutely. And to turn. Yes. So those things would uh, fall into that kind of sure. uh, restart sure. uh, and continue on in the faith. But let's just say yep. that we've got some listeners and they're believers and they're going to make some resolutions. What kind of New Year's resolution should a Christian make? In That's your a mind? great question. Um, I would just get that conversation going with a, uh, if someone were to come to me and ask me that personally, like you're doing now, um, I would say, well, what's your motivations behind making New Year's resolutions? Just let's talk about that for a few minutes. Right. You know, what, where is, did someone prompt you to do that? Do you feel like you just have to because you've done it the last 10 years? Right. You is know, it vanity? Is it vanity? I mean, there's so many things that come into play and I would counsel or give advice according to kind of how that conversation goes. Mm-hmm. But for a specific, for generally for a Christian, I would say that it would be 
more profitable, first of all, to have real, I love that you said wishful thinking, kind of this idea, the contrast between realistic <laughs> expectations and wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. But I would lean more to what the Bible, biblical terminology in our resolutions in the realm of sanctification. Right. So um, identifying sins in our lives and and being honest with ourselves and saying, I really have this habitual practice that is ungodly. There's something in my, I know that it's there. And instead of like losing weight, you know, fine. That's wonderful. It is good. Lose weight. Right. If, that's, if you need to lose weight, lose weight, you know. Right. But there's not a whole lot of spiritual benefit in that sort of resolution. And for the Christian, we're not living for the now. We're living for what's coming, right? right? We have an eschatological perspective, or we ought to. Right. And so we want to do something that's spiritually beneficial. So I don't know, you've got a few few questions Well, here. I came across out of that New Year's photo that I mentioned just yes, a moment ago, yes. a uh, little track that okay. I've kept for years. Okay. I'm not even sure what year I found this, but I thought it was good okay. in terms of Christians thinking about New Year's resolutions. Great. And here's just, I'm not going to read all of this, but here's some examples. I resolve, like Paul, to forget the past and press on toward the mark before me by Christ, Philippians 3.13. I resolve, like Stephen, to exhibit a forgiving attitude toward those who seek my harm, mm-hmm. Acts 7.60. I resolve, like Daniel, to continue in prayer even during severe adversity, that's Daniel 6.10. I resolve, like Moses, to choose suffering rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, mm. Hebrews 11, 24 and 25. That's some good stuff. Right. Here's a couple of others. I resolve, like Timothy, to be thoroughly acquainted with the Holy Scriptures, 2 Timothy 3.15. I resolve, like Andrew, to try to lead my relatives into a closer walk with Jesus, John chapter 1, verse 40 and 41. Those are some excellent ideas. They for, really are. For Christians. I love that. That's why I kept that. I thought that's what Christians need to be thinking about. Yeah. If you're going to make resolutions, those are some great uh, blueprints. Yes. For, for as you're thinking through what, what should a Christian be looking towards? Right. Right. One of the, uh, one of the things that we could talk about is a man by the name of Jonathan Edwards and Jonathan Edwards, um, was probably um, the greatest theologian, pastor, writer that America ever produced. That's right. And when he was a teenager, he wrote resolutions. He called them resolutions. And uh, these became then something that he resolved to do. And uh, I'll just read a few of these, and you may have one or two that you want to add to what I read. But this is number five of Jonathan Edwards' resolutions resolved never to lose one moment of time but improve it the most profitable way i possibly can Mm -hmm. here's a second one this is resolution number nine from jonathan edwards resolved to think much on all occasions of my own dying and of the common circumstances which attend death how many people think about a resolution like that (laughs) This guy was thinking on a whole different uh, wavelength. Here. Yes, yes. Here's a third one. Number 14 of Jonathan Edwards' resolutions. He says, resolved never to do anything 
out of revenge. Ooh, that's good. That is good. I like that. Yeah. How many of you listeners, and I mean, this is a question for ourselves too. Um, you know, we justify revenge in our minds mm-hmm. sometimes. That's mm-hmm. a that's a, a great one. Right. You know? Right. Wow. And I mean, there's there are 70 of these resolutions that Edwards, <laughs> there's not just a list of 10. There's 70 of these things. Right. There's four pages here. Now, and me. he added these over a number of years. He did. Uh, not all. He began in his teens. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so he would get to the end of the year. I think, as I understand, he evaluated these mm-hmm. uh, weekly. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, would also evaluate them at the end of every year. Yes. And then he would add to them. And so that 70 number is uh, including ones that he added later in his life. Yes, yes. And I I think that something like this is a great thing to read through and to really see. We know that that... Edwards was motivated by good motivations. Mm -hmm. He was motivated by a pursuit of holiness and godliness. Absolutely. Yes. We know this. And so these are resolutions as a minister, as a theologian, as a, uh, he was, wrote a ton, a prolific preacher. Um, these are, these are resolutions that are born out of a life full of ministry, um, in his context. Yes. But there are some, Specifically, some of these resolutions that are a bit over the top. Right. I, I mean, think even probably in his day, but more so today, are a little bit like, wow. I think he yes. <laughs> he kind of missed the point of these things. Well, these these are um, resolutions that come out of Pietism. Oh yes. And Pietism can yes. lean into legalism. Yes. And legalism then can cause you to um, yes become uh, discouraged and despair. Yeah, let's uh-huh. let's let's pause. You use a big word there, pietism, and let's kind of talk about that. We have a few minutes before we wrap this episode up, but um, let's have a theological bent here as we close. We to be pietistic is to have an overemphasis on external purity, and yes. what I mean external is that it. Even if it's not intentional, it is a perception of purity that is being pursued mm-hmm. by others. Mm-hmm. And it's this, what can I do personally to make sure that others around me know that I am holy? Right. <laughs> and the root of pietistic tendencies like this is really self-absorption, self-centeredness. It really doesn't come from a pursuit of the holiness of God and pursuit of his character. Mm-hmm. And a, a, it's, a, it's a self-focused motivation. It's not a God-focused motivation. Now, that You're not aside, saying that about I'm not Jonathan. saying that about Edwards Right, here. right. But what you read, if you read through Edwards, um, and he's had published critique on this throughout his writings and his sermons, that he did err on the side of unhealthy introspection, mm-hmm. m- more so than we would ever commend there is a there is a place for that right. to examine our lives. Right. But he did err in that camp of looking to self for assurance and affirmation of his pursuit of holiness. Right. And we know that we are fallible creatures. We're uh, tainted with sin. And if you look in, you're not looking out. You can't look two places at once. That's right. And our eyes ought always to be fixed on Christ and the gospel which is where I want to kind of draw things to a close. And you've got some closing thoughts too. 
but if we're looking in all the time, we're not looking to Christ. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking to his forgiveness of the sins that he has already paid for right. on the cross. We are not um, having to help Jesus out in uh, forgiving our sins. He's done that. That's right. the glory and the grace of the gospel. Amen. Yeah, the gospel gives us peace and assurance. It is not your, your introspection and looking to see how well you're doing in your sanctification, using air quotes here. That's right. Um, so there's a lot of thoughts there. I'm, I'm rambling a bit, but we have been, uh, I know Jason and I, in preparing for this episode, we've been reading everything, like what we can find on this stuff. And this is the, the product. Is right, right. <laughs> all, well, all these and, rambling thoughts. Yes. <laughs> and I guess one thing that we could say about bringing Jonathan Edwards into this conversation yes. Was that it's just a little slice of an old dead guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a teaser for some of the history we're going to bring into the podcast. Right. And, um, you know, uh, Jonathan Edwards is worth reading. He's worth studying and looking at his life. Absolutely. Trying to think about um, how God used him. Know that you're not Jonathan Edwards. You're not in his context. Know that uh, there can be some things that you can learn. um, But then you don't have to be Jonathan Edwards. And you don't have to make all of these resolved yes, um, yes. determinations Absolutely. about your life. Absolutely. But I will say this as we kind of get to the end of this podcast yeah. episode. Um, here are some questions. And these questions come from Donald Whitney, who's a professor at the Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, he's written several books and these are just questions that you can think about. And perhaps, listener, what you want to want to do is just think about these questions in, in light of New Year's resolutions and thinking about repentance and thinking about faith and motivations. So question number one, what's one thing that you can do this year to increase your enjoyment of God? Oh, that's so good. That's good. That needs to be on your list if you're making a list. Yes. Number two. What's the most humanly impossible thing you will ask God to do this year? Hmm. Number three, what's the single most important thing you can do to improve the quality of your family life this year? Hmm. That's a good one right there. I like that. Man, that's so good. And which spiritual discipline do you most want to make progress this year? Mm -hmm. What is the single biggest time waster in your life and what will you do about it this year? Mm. What is the most helpful new way that you can strengthen your church this new year? Oh, wow. For those, um, rather, for whose salvation will you pray most fervently this year? Mm. Number eight, what's the most important way you will, by God's grace, try to make this year different from last year? Mm. I'm just going to do 10 of these. Number nine, what? One thing could you do to improve your prayer life this year? Man, that is so much to think about. You're convincing me right now (laughs) to make a list. I know. (laughs) Number 10, uh, and this is all we can do, even though there's 40 of these questions. Yeah. Actually, 31 of these questions. Um, 10 is more than we could ever do. I'm I'm done at five. Right. Or three. (laughs) So this is the last one. What single thing that you plan to do this year will matter most in 10 years. Oh. And again, that's from Donald Whitney and not original with me, but man, oh man. That is a good question right there. Yes. 
Wow. Probably what, what are you going to do tomorrow? What can you do tomorrow that will matter in 10 years? Right. Wow. What can you do in January or of, January. 20, of 2023? That's right. That's right. That's that going to make a difference 10 years from now. How often do we think about, we, we live so much in the right now that we hardly ever stop and think about what will this, imp- how will this impact my family in three years right. when I did make this decision? It's usually always just about me, 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 right? Right. Well, it goes back to the resolution or the resolve that um, Jonathan Edwards said about yes. death and dying. Resolved <laughs> to think about my death, <laughs> you know. And it, look, if you think, and the point but is this. But it makes sense. Yeah, if you think about your death, you think about, then I want to use every moment yes. for the glory of God. Yes. And I want to not be ashamed of the gospel. Yes. And I want to make sure that I uh, tell my loved ones I love you. And, you know, those things. Absolutely. That we Don't live like you're immortal. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Wow, so good. Yeah. Okay, well, this has been a great first episode back. Again, we are excited for what's ahead for the podcast. Uh, be looking out for good, interesting content. We hope to keep it with a good variety. We've got a great next week will be our first episode in our Old Dead Guys series. And again, we're going to try to keep those once per month. So be looking out for those as well as all the rest of our regular content more interviews coming up this year um if you have any thoughts or questions don't forget that we have um, a place on our website Uh, you can go to bbcemory.org go to the bottom of that page by the way that's where you can access all of our media our sermons are on there our church's sermons the podcasts, our sunday school lessons that we post all of our media can be found there but at the bottom of the page there's a box and you can submit us a question. It comes right to us, and we will consider it for a podcast episode at a later date. Don't forget, last thing, please like and share this podcast, whether you're on Podbean, Google Podcasts, uh, if you're on social media, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're at, send it through text, send it through an email, share it. We'd like for people to hear this content. Um, We feel like it's good, wholesome content, and uh, we just want to share it with others. So until next time, as usual, grace and peace be with you all.